A bad movie. You're so unpleased. Need a podcast cause hate is in your eyes. Well, we are those guys. Cause this is medium popcorn. Brandon and Justin saved you from the dog shite. You know it's medium popcorn. Join us as we lose our minds at these thriller killer. Hey everybody, it's your boy Eddie Collins Guys, and this is Justin Brown And we are Media Popcorn Niggas Spoiling Movies And we're not really spoiling this one though Because this movie came out in 1989 Yes indeed Mm -hmm. And this ain't the remake that we did uh, a few years ago uh, With uh, the the guest host who shall not be named on this podcast anymore (laughs) Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, and mind you, this is also based off of a 1983 novel. Uh, so, like, yeah, you should know about this bullshit already. Yeah, and Stephen King is a wild motherfucker, but you cannot deny that he's the go to horror. He is, but at the same time, Brandon, <laughs> fucking crazy. It, 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 hold on, it may be just, you know, like, sometimes, like, you... Just because you have a book and the book was uh, good and, you know, the movie adaptations don't necessarily live up to yeah. it. But if you've only uh, been um, introduced to Stephen King through the movie adaptations, you may think to yourself, is this guy a good writer? Because uh, some of these movies do not hold up. Some of them are rough. Some of them are rough, like, but yes. they all have a vibe. That's why I appreciate it. Like, I wrote that down. I was like, I always like that every Stephen King movie always feels a little unsettling. Like no matter yeah. who directs it or what it's like, what it's based off of, it always like this had a vibe that immediately made me kind of like my skin crawl a little bit, like just the but way it was shot, like the the way the characters were dressed and the way they acted, especially the old dude uh, Gage. Yeah. Or what was his name? Oh, Judd. Judd. That nigga uh, was Judd, creepy. Judd. Gage is the child. Gage was even the kid. The way they dressed that creepy kid at the end when he was dead, I was like, this is mm-hmm. like this is like a real life Chucky. So. The, the crazy thing about this is the reason why it has like such a vibe as you put it is because this is also shot in Maine. Maine has a vibe and, and yeah. like, well, that's the really cool thing about uh, Stephen King is the fact that he really gives you that Maine kind of feel uh, uh, in his movies because like, you know, like I've spent some, you know, a good amount of time, at least like maybe three months, you know, yeah. uh, uh, over three months collectively in Maine, like doing different shoots and things like that. Like those accents are extremely Maine. That's what uh. they sound like. Judd's accent and also the other uh, chick, um, the housekeeper or oh, uh, babysitter yeah, yeah. or whatever. Uh, what was like, her name? Missy? Who yeah, is, Missy. Who is creepy, like, sad, and weird all the same fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> that like, was unsettling. those. Though, like, those accents are, like, so on point, 
and just there's uh Maine has this particular vibe to it um that's very palpable <laughs> and like watching this and having been there i was just like okay yeah okay like some of the things that do feel off i'm like uh that's kind of just me i mean that makes sense he was born in portland so that makes a lot of sense and also like i mean if there are uh, there are times that like certain towns link up in like the stephen king universe and shit mm-hmm. um i was surprised when i saw that he wrote this screenplay too um he claims that this is the one story that he wrote that like creeps him out which mm-hmm. i get it like it's it is a fucked up story because it's essentially yeah. about loss and not being able to like re- like grieve and cope with it. Um, there's some really creepy shit in this movie too. Like I was like, so Whoa. can I just <laughs> b- before we really get into it, I you know just to speak directly about Stephen King. This nigga Stephen King, he really really hates automobiles. He thinks the automobiles are the devil, and that's before one almost killed car. him. That's what before one yeah. almost killed him too. Yeah, so like he Christine. got hit by a car. Yeah, and so then he wrote Christine. But those fucking uh semi uh, semi trucks are a menace in this film. <laughs> Why well, wrote that down? Why did the trucks drive so fast? And then after the kids killed the city, you would sue the city or the town or whatever to fucking be like, you have to put a light over here. Yeah. Or some like you signage. Like you, so you're just telling me these trucks are just driving through here at fucking eighty miles per hour now on a one daily goes basis. Slow. Now what? Yeah. It's people live here, nigga. Yeah, it's a residential road. What the fuck are you doing, bro? But also, that kid got killed. Bad parenting. I mean, yeah, that dad, should, that dad had his back to the kid way too long. Yeah, way too fucking long. Well, the family as a whole, the girl, little girl. Yeah, little they girl also saw falls. the kid. They could see him. Why yes. the fuck wasn't he? Like, hey, he's walking towards the street. They all know. Dad, actually, that's a huge flaw. They were all facing the kid and his dad. And and then and then the fact is the dad goes running after the kid and then he falls fucking down on his fucking face. I'm like, nigga. <laughs> like what? I, I do have to say though, like the the acting was fairly solid except for the main guy. There were times when he yeah. did some weird acting choices. Um, what's his name? Uh Dale Dale McKiff. Um, because there's times when he was like kind of smirking when he wasn't supposed to. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. he reminded me, he <laughs> yes. reminds me of Sam Worthington, who I think is one of the most like overpaid actors of all time, because he's in mm. those fucking Avatar movies, and he's god awful, yeah. mm. right? Um, that's why he's in nothing else, because like he just can live off that, and he's terrible. <laughs> um, but everyone else, I mean, oh, I thought the, I thought the guy that played Judd, who. Uh, <laughs> Was also the judge in my cousin Vinny. I thought he was really creepy. God, Fred Gwynn. That's one of the, my yeah. favorite performances ever in a comedy. Him was the judge. Like yeah. he's so like just like <laughs> his reactions to Vinny and the shit that he thinks he hears and doesn't hear. Uh, just, but um, he was so creepy in this shit. And also, did he? He didn't set up the dad though, right? It felt like. What do you mean? At, felt, at first, I felt like he was intentional in setting all this up, like in taking him to like the graveside and like piquing his interest in like how things could possibly be brought back. But no, I, I so like well, first of all, the way that all happened, um, you know, all right, let, let's just jump because this is like right at the beginning. Yeah, though they buy this house. Side apparently, scene, the apparently. husband, bought, yeah, the husband bought the house. The wife didn't even know about it. She was, he was just like, "What do you think?" She's just like, 
it's wonderful. I'm just like, really, bitch? You just let this nigga just you your your wife just said, hey, go ahead and buy a house. I, I know and a few I'll folks figure that it out. I know a few folks, but that's a very privileged place to be at. To be like where you can just because I that means that the house is in his name though, because it can't yeah. be in hers because she wasn't there for the signing. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, obviously. You know, which but is like, a power move. But um, yeah, I wrote. Well, down, I mean, this is also the '80s, so I yeah. guess you know. <laughs> but I wrote down though, this is like a very, especially back in the '80s, a very white privilege thing to do, because yeah. black folks could not buy a house sight unseen. Yeah, for sure not. Or if we did, we were out of that neighborhood real quick. Well, I do well, Yeah, no, you know what I mean. There's a whole. Well, first of all, if we were buying a house sight unseen, and it was like one of those things, where like we had the money, I'm pretty sure it would have to be sight unseen because they didn't see us that we yeah. were the ones who were buying the house. It's sight unseen both ways. <laughs> exactly. It was just like, it's like, ha it's already signed. Gotcha, motherfuckers. They're like, we got you. There's ghosts in that shit. <laughs> um, I mean, they but, allude that the dad, uh, that her dad is really rich. Yeah. Because right? yeah, yeah. he has like a private jet and shit, right? Yeah. Oh, the, oh no, they no. They were just in a jet. small airplane. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, for no, some no. reason, I thought they were getting off like a private jet, but if just, I, I forgot, like no, back no, no, in the no, day, no. they used to have smaller f- planes and shit all the time. No, 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 no. Back in the day, you got uh, you you came down on the tarmac and walked down the thing, oh, and walked down the stairs. Like That's fucking, why you think that, like a royal, yeah, because like, like when I went to D. The first time I went to DR years ago, that's what we did. But yeah. you know, it, they just don't do that anymore. And then they all were right. Like- so, <laughs> what's that? Nothing. <laughs> okay. Um. So, first of all, they leave. Uh, UVS a fucking- says uh, real quick in the chat. She says flying in that time was a luxury, anyways. I mean, true. that's true, but also that shit had to be so gross. This is the eighties. Mm-hmm. Everything was grimy. Niggas didn't really care. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, so you know it's funny though, because like, couldn't people? I actually, oh, that, was, that was probably the sixties when people could smoke in the planes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I actually wrote is like you know towards the end of the movie where she's flying in from Chicago, she goes to Boston and then uh, heads up to Maine. Um, I, I wrote it's like, yo, why is she all dressed up? Not realizing that back in the day oh, you yeah, had to, to dress, dress up to yeah. get on. The, you, yeah. you have to dress up to get on a plane. You couldn't just uh, come in all bummy. It was like what, a thing. What's crazy is my wife's uh, grandmother's still like that. She like has to dress up before she flies. Mm, it's like a okay. habit that's like because uh, to UVS point, like flying the day back in the day used to be like a luxury. It used to be like you had money if you could fly. Yeah, because everybody else was taking road trips. <laughs> oh yeah, we were taking that bus without any MP3 players. You know what I mean? We just yeah find a fucking newspaper <laughs> just start reading. <laughs> Listen, man, I took a bus one time from New York to fucking Atlanta. That was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and I what wasn't going was to the Million Man what Mark. What year was this? Um, that was 2014. Okay, so you at least had like an iPod or something like that. Bro, nothing was going to help. Nothing was going to help. That It was pure torture. So well, yeah, and I took to I took I took the place. Chinese bus too. Oh no, uh, <laughs> So you, you know, so you know. Listen, Wait, explain to our th- explain to our listeners who may not be familiar with this. Uh, this is a very New York thing. So explain. Okay, so there there's a there's a company called Fenghua. <laughs> Fenghua has these buses, and like they're mad cheap. I can't like stop you laughing. can take You're a so you, hold on, listen, listen. You can take a Fenghua <laughs> bus. From New York to Boston for ten fucking dollars. Yeah, why'd you do this? 
And I no, but I used to take the bus from New York to Boston because I used to date a girl yeah. uh, who went to Boston, who lived in Boston. Like and for that, you know, and I was college and shit like that. It's like yeah. all right, whatever. Yeah. Here's the thing about Feng Wah. <laughs> Craziest motherfucker! <laughs> you when you're on a bus, you're just like at any point they're gonna crash this. This shit's gonna go into a ditch. I'm gonna die. You're stopping short. All sorts of fucking crazy shit's going. On. So I gotta I gotta explain uh, uh, the the shit that was going on around me taking this bus ride to Atlanta. So 2014. Don't want to bring down the podcast, but this was like very shortly after my dad passed and my friend who's in atlanta he was just like hey like if you want to get away you know why don't you come down you know you can come down we'll spend halloween down here and you know just you know kind of just get you away from everything going on and obviously my dad passed there was a lot going on so i'm just like and it was like kind of like a spur of the moment thing i was like Fuck it, i'm gonna go um so i booked a fung wab bus because it was 80 dollars round trip savings you know you leave off the last sets for savings so i said all right fuck it. i'm just gonna take this bus it doesn't matter because it leaves at eight it, it yeah. leaves at eight o'clock i get there at fucking like you know just before noon the next day i'm like i'm gonna sleep anyways yo that again a mistake they sat all the black people in the back of the bus of course they did and all the Chinese and white people were in the front of the bus. Of course they were. And the black, the, the black of the bus, which it seemed like the black <laughs> of the bus, the black of the bus, there was nothing but niggas on that bus. I'm talking about like niggas who just got out of jail, who were traveling back home and taking this bus to go back to where they come from because they got locked up in New York. I was sitting next to a nigga who was literally talking about, yo, when I get home, once I'm just like, I'm like, where am I? There was almost a race riot on our bus because the Chinese driver, the first, no, the first leg, we had this black dude. This black dude, he held this shit down. He was mad because this big brolic ass nigga, right? He was all good. <laughs> then they switched out and this Chinese guy came on. This motherfucker, he comes on wearing a Yankees cap, a full on sweatsuit. So like, Almost like, okay, this seems like a down-ass Chinese dude. He was a little too down because this nigga's stopping short in the middle of the night, and there's this woman, and her kid is in there, and he's, you know, when he stops short, he's slamming on the brakes, and the kid is just slamming up against the fucking um, seat in front of him, and he's sleeping. So this girl's yelling, like, hey, stop stopping short. Like, we have kids in here. Like, people don't know that you're doing that. You could hurt somebody. And then somebody else is like, hey, can you turn on the air conditioning in the back? Because it's hot as shit back here. And this thing <laughs> kept on going. So eventually this guy slams on the brakes, stop and and pulls the bus over. And he comes walking through, feeling the air vents and see, you know, he turn finally turns it on. He's making sure it's on. And then as he crosses the Mason Dixon line back to the front of the bus, he goes under his breath. But loud enough for you to hear it, fucking nigger. Yo. Niggas were ba literally about to kill this dude. And then, like, this one woman was on the phone saying, like, yo, when you come to the bus stop to pick me up, bring that thing. I was like, oh, shit. I'm this uh, this he, this Asian man's <laughs> about to get thing. shot. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, oh, shit. Like, it's going down. So 
luckily he he wasn't a dumb man because before we got to Atlanta, this nigga pulled over, had somebody else take this <laughs> take us the rest of the way. And like so, like nothing really happened, but yeah. like it was probably one of the the worst decisions of my entire life taking that bus. Yeah, that and buying that Steve Harvey suit. No, that Steve Harvey suit is classic. It's classic. It's a classic. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it brought us so many so much joy. It made me money with it too. So fuck that's you. That's true. That's true. Uh do do you think that Pet Cemetery, this this uh, version, is considered a classic? I would I feel like people mention like people like know the name, but no one's ever been like, oh, you should no one's ever told me you should see the original Pet Cemetery. You know what I mean? It's never been an actual wreck in the horror genre for me. And people know I that mean, like Stephen King to an extent. Some of his shit's too wild for me, but I, I would think probably the book is more classic than the actual mm, film. Yeah. I mean, because, like, I mean, this book is fucked. I mean, this movie is fucked up. Oh, yeah. This is met. Like, I wrote that down. I was like, this is really fucking creepy. That ending is harrowing when he makes yes. out with his wife's corpse, which I didn't even realize. Like, why was her face fucked up like that? Was that the kid that did that? Yes. So you basically peeled his mom's face in half. Yeah. And then hunger. Yes. Jesus Christ, dude. That little nigga's strong. And then the daughter had premonition. She's like, she's like, something bad's gonna happen to daddy. Daddy's gonna do something real bad. And then mama gonna do something bad. So are they alluding that um this family can like see, like has supernatural powers? No. Because the I, dad I think... was seeing the vision of the dude pop up. The dad's college. No, 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 no. The, the that guy was was pop came to him as a warning. Yeah. Yeah, he came to him as a warning. He like intentionally. But he was, was warning like, the little girl too. He was trying to help. Like he was trying to tell her, so she would warn the dad too. Yes, yes, but like so, but that is the the basically, uh, you know, some you know somebody the ghost is trying to intervene and save them. So like I don't think like it's final a thing destination that it, or some shit. Yeah, but but like so, I think it's more of like the other world is trying to say, yo, don't fuck around because mm. you're gonna find out. Yeah. So, all right, you have, so first of all, beginning of the movie, they leave the toddler standing in the middle of the fucking driveway alone yeah. when the little girl falls. So I'm just like, oh, this is how this shit happens. These trucks don't slow down, not even a fucking bit. But then right after all this happened, the kid almost gets hit by a truck, you know, day fucking, uh, uh, 20 minutes in mm -hmm. to, to them actually being at this, uh, at their new house. And the neighbor, sa Judd saves him. Then the um, judge's like he's like oh you got to keep him out of the street and then she says like hey what's where does that path go over there so that's how the the cemetery comes into this thing mm. she it's like but that's the thing they just shoehorned it in also i didn't like the, the the wife's character she was just there up until like the third act and she was just like it was almost it was it, she wasn't even it didn't even feel like she was like a plot device she yeah. was just there and like that, and it, it kind of it kind of took away from it because if because they didn't build her character at all, because mm. a part of me felt like he didn't necessarily give a fuck. Other than yeah. them kissing, it's just like okay, so she's a fucking fuck toy for this guy, and then after that, it's just like, you know, hey, I'm gonna go to my uh, parents' house for Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm gonna stay home because I don't like them. Nah, bro, you gotta yeah. go suffer like everybody else does yeah. in the holidays. That was fucking. That family dynamic was just weird. 
Um, and again, I didn't really, yeah, I, uh, there's just something so unsettling about this movie. Like when the cat got killed and the cat, cat's name is Winston Churchill and shit. And then the, the cat was like stuck to the ground. There's like little details like that mm-hmm. that were fucked up. Like when he picks up the cat's corpse and like you feel the suction from it being hit in the ground by a yeah. truck or whatever the fuck hit it. And then he buries it, and then the cat comes back alive with the yellow eyes, scratching the fuck out of him. I mean, that rat in the bathtub scene was fucking nuts, dude. Yeah. And it wasn't just a like it wasn't just a dead rat; it was like a bloodied up rat. So he yeah. got rabies. That cat all was just like here, nigga. <laughs> Surprise, oh. motherfucker. <laughs> That's what I was like. This and what's so harrowing about this movie, I think, that fucked me up from the beginning, from the like even before the first frame hit, was that old school. It had an old school Paramount. Logo thing with the music, like, dun, 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 like all inspirational and triumphant and shit. And then immediately it got creepy. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. just like, <laughs> welcome to the bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Real fast. Real fucking fast. I did write down, uh, I don't know, I guess it's said at the beginning, I never got the saying happy as a clam. Cause I don't, are clams happy? Cause they, all I know is that clams get open and then they get eaten. I think, I think that that's kind of them paying. Uh, homage to Maine. Oh, okay. Sure. Um, yeah, it's just the Northeast. Oh. I did write down this question for you. Has Jackson started going through his existential phase yet? Where he's like, quest- mm-hmm. where he's questioning you about death and God and shit? No. Oh, okay. No. No. Like the little girl he- is? Because I know that, that gets to, kids get to a period like that. My, I happen to get lucky enough to get my godson around that period. <laughs> I have to take care of him for an extended amount of time. He started asking me about death and shit. I was like, cool, yeah. little man. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, cool it, motherfucker. That's the question for somebody else, not me. He's like, Tio, why do people die? I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. It's a Tuesday. <laughs> because nothing's forever. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, he hasn't started like. No, no, he hasn't gotten there. He's he's uh, I, and I don't think I uh want to get there with him because <laughs> Jax is a little scary ass nigga. I'm just what do you mean he's scary? No, he's he, like he he's he gets scared easily. Oh, he and, gets and, scared. And, like, I thought you said he was scary. No, he and I say he's a scary ass nigga. Uh, okay. <laughs> so like like we were watching, like there's you know YouTube uh videos stuff like yeah. that where you can. It's basically faking the kids. It's like, look, oh, like it's like Mar- Super Mario Run, uh, and like you know they run in place, and then like things come towards the screen, you jump out of the way, and all that kind of stuff. And it goes, oh no, the lo- the floor is lava, so jump up on a chair or whatever. Floor is lava. He said nope and started screaming and runs to the other room. He does not like lava. Doesn't like fire. I'm just like nigga, did you come from hell? <laughs> Was it <laughs> fire? You've never seen something burnt. You have not seen a flame. What do you hate about fire? Like, what is going on with you? <laughs> so I had to have a whole like talk and like calming this nigga what down. I'm just like, yo, we need to breathe. Right now. <laughs> yo, and he's in the other room. He's like, and like this nigga's lips were like, like, <laughs> like Scooby Doo shit. I'm just like, Jax, chill out. <laughs> oh my god. He just asked if your if if your kid had come from hell. All right, yo, no, but Brandon, Brandon, we because so we watch Super Mario, right? You know when you go to Koopa's World and all the lobby and shit like that. That scared. He was just like, I don't like this. Turn it off. Turn it off. I'm like, what's wrong? And then 
now it just don't. And then after we got past that, he was fine. I'm just like, oh, it's just the lava and the fire. I think my son was in hell. <laughs> I mean, it's possible also, dude. Like, this is what's fucking terrifying as a parent. Your son might have had some fucked up experience with fire that you're unaware of. You know what I mean? Like, maybe he was, like, near a dude, like, that was about to light up a grill and the shit exploded. And he was just like, ah! You know, you never know. No, he hasn't. But he you hasn't. don't know. Bro, that's the thing is, you don't know what your son's seen. Well, this is true. You know? Or maybe, you know what? He could have been watching a movie when I was watching movies. Exactly. You know, and I thought he was asleep. Yeah. There you go. Exactly, there you go. man. Never know. Never know. He might have been, he might have come in at the wrong end of Chuck, Child's Play. Seen Chucky on fire, didn't know it was a doll, thought it was a kid. <laughs> now he fucked up. That could be me. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, this movie was so creepy. I, because, in the remake, I I think the family all get they all get got, not just like a and I don't think the daughter lives. I think the whole family gets got. Um, yeah, but I have forgotten. Like that movie was far like far removed enough from my memory that I kind of forgot it until we got to the end. I was like, oh no, like, this is about to get yeah. gnarly. Um, but the kid that was like helping to advise, like not like advise him, but warn him. Did he really try to save him though? Because it felt like the, everyone brought him into the school, the hospital. He's all fucked up with a brain injury, and then you just cut to the doctor being like, "Ashes to ashes, dust to dust," and closes his eyes. I was like, <laughs> he didn't do anything. He was just like, "Hey, nigga, it's been real." Because hmm. <laughs> they were like, "Help him!" I was like, "His blood is all over your hands." Like, I don't know. Yo, what um, uh, his brain is showing. I'm pretty sure there's not much I could do to help. Well, yeah, and then you can only the lose dude, so much brain, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, when your brain is exposed, hey, bro, I think it's it's it's, it's time you start finding your next fucking uh, condo in the next dimension. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know. What? Up, but, <laughs> that was wild. Yeah, you you pick out your condo in the next dimension, oh, okay. aka heaven or hell. Anyhow, but was what I found ridiculous was the guy wakes up and he grabs him. He's like, you must stay away from such and such and such. And get in, you know, talking all this shit yeah. about the pet cemetery. Don't go the beyond oh, yeah. thing, stuff like that. When the body the guy goes, yeah. He goes, how do you know my name? Yo, a dead nigga just woke up and started talking to you. You worrying about this nigga knowing your name? <laughs> like you just pronounced him dead. And then he spit blood in his face too. Uh, no. No? That was something else? I don't think else? so. Oh, okay. Someone got blood yeah. in their face. But um, I did write down, because they had, like, the housekeeper, Missy or whatever, who, like, apparently had stomach pains. And I was like, there's a few scenes at the we seen Missy, Missy for the first time where I'm, like, to the, around the husband. I'm like, isn't he a doctor? Like, he's just now offering to examine her. He's like, hey, Missy, you know, I can check that out if you want. I'm like, nigga, like- I don't I'll be fine. It always passes. And then she killed. What What was the significance of Missy killing herself? Like, why was that a thing that we watched? No, because th- that's what brought up the whole thing of death with the dog. Oh, that's right. That's right. It, it Well, I guess it, it, it reopened that talk. Because, yeah, because she um, was worried about the cat um, being neutered and that he could die. Yeah. And then the wife who was like, "That you don't have to worry about that. That's never going to happen. I did like that conversation. I liked that he was like, Yo, if something happens with this fucking cat, which is a very small possibility, you're owning that conversation. I was like, yeah, that's real. Yeah. That's real because yeah. you set us up for failure. Yep. Yep. I mean, like, that hey, cat got it worse than just you. getting their nuts cut. 
<laughs> it got way worse. Oh yeah. When it, when those fucking wheels get to you. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, that's nuts. I mean, that is kind of a, a shitty thing that happens to cats, which is that they get neutered and they don't even know what's happening until it's happened. And they're like, I didn't have a choice. Where will my balls go? Yeah. Yeah. It's gotta be wild. But that's why you're supposed to do it younger, uh uh younger uh, uh on the animal. So they don't they're not, they're not, not traumatized like, oh, man. Sure. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, hey, I used to hump everything. Why don't I have the need to do this anymore? Mm. Yeah. Also, the kid that died, uh, Victor Pascal, whatever, the doctor mm. like gets his file like a few days later after he's passed and just throws it in the trash. And I was like, I don't know if you could do that. <laughs> Did you peep that too? <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't think you could just throw out files of people. <laughs> Dispose. Yeah. I was like, that's how that shit works, nigga. <laughs> Y'all still got insurance and stuff. You got to be accountable to these dead bodies. You, you know he's got a family, right? <laughs> like, he was just a student. But also, that just shows it's like, these trucks are just flying around like crazy everywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, so, uh, in the chat, Ali wrote, uh, like, I commute two hours back on back roads, and Mack trucks really do 60 to 65 on them. It always thinks of the, it makes me always think of this movie. Uh, which is like, like, yes, uh, trucks definitely drive way too fast especially on like back roads and stuff like that but like like come on like yeah. in, in this case you have a, a cemetery packed full of fucking dead animals people have died on these roads and and getting like 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 what are you thinking yeah that was great like yeah. that was a terrible yeah. location as well to get mm-hmm. that's a terrible location for a home absolutely i mean and i think for me that's where this sh- everything about this is just wrong. It felt so oh, wrong. Everything like this, so, the so misspelling of cemetery. I was like, "That's a problem," because that means that's some creepy nigga that was illiterate. <laughs> put yep. this together. Cemetery. <laughs> well, did it's they lose that it was Native it, Americans? Spelled. What's up? Did they lose that 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 um, burial ground started with Native Americans? Because they kept no, talking about the so, ground being sour and shit. And that's no, why. No, so okay. that area that was is. Seemingly the white people's cemetery, pet cemetery, yeah. um, but it's it's you have to go over the woods and climb a fucking mountain to get to the Native American cemetery. Uh, uh, those uh, you know, woods. I guess tribal grounds uh, uh, up there. Which you know, if he had to carry that kid all the way up there, how did he get there? Yeah, there's a lot of like things that just didn't quite fit, but in the wife too. Do, even so, yeah, even more so, heavy. Yeah, dead fucking weight, and you have to climb a fucking mountain. Yeah. Who the fuck is this guy? Sly Stallone. Yeah. Reference. Check out Cliffhanger Patreon. Um, but Brandon, my question is uh, for you. You had this whole like traumatic thing, like you feel like maybe you were dreaming, but uh, a body woke up and spoke to you at work. Right, right. The guy who just who literally just died, brain matter all over your fucking place. You go home, and then all of a sudden, said guy is standing in your room, and he says, "Follow me." Are you following this person into the woods, to a cemetery, and having a whole conversation, and then laying down on the floor, and then waking up in your bed 
with your work clothes on from a dirty body to somebody who got killed and your nasty ass feet like you know, all muddy and shit in the bed some, yeah this was some unsanitary oh work yeah, yeah. no 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 i i, I, I wrote that I, I could never tati would beat me in the bed like it's full metal jacket if she found me in bed like that bro if i had dirty ass feet in the bed she would fucking slit my throat and then beat my body to death even though i'm yeah. already dead like mm-hmm. it, she would make sure that I knew the pain and I felt in the afterlife. You don't fuck yeah. up. You don't fuck up somebody's bed like that. That's na- that's some nasty white people shit. No, no, no. That's just nasty people. No, shit. it's mostly white people that be having their shoes, their their socks off and shit. Yeah, you be saying Rick James, but he had shoes and he did that purposefully. <laughs> he, yeah, I don't walk out of my house with no shoes on. I don't like. Why, I've seen white people just absentmindedly take off their shoes and their socks on like planes and buses and shit. Oh, no, no, no. Not, so that means that they're going to do that. They want to get comfortable. Yeah, but they, they, they do they that. They want to get the jams uh, breathe. Yeah, but if you do that in that kind of setting, then you're going to just put your feet up on your bed without washing, <laughs> probably. <laughs> what did Taylor Swift say that she does? She just lets the water run down her body? No, that wasn't her. That was... Um, I really hope not. Oh. She got nice legs. Okay. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Just I, I don't necessarily agree but uh uh yeah there was somebody who said oh no, no i'm thinking uh ashton kutcher and mm. mina kunis they were talking about they don't they don't oh uh, yeah they don't uh shower their kids yeah for like yeah. once a they, week they, they talked some about some like nasty that. hygiene shit with their yeah, kids, so, yeah yeah there was somebody who said that they don't you know they just they just run water on mm. themselves which is yeah, that's a no-no for me and God, God forbid, God, oh, God forbid you sleep with somebody like that. Oh, mm-hmm. they're smelling like fucking, you know, like Confederate fucking uh, pennies and shit. Nobody wants that. Yeah. That's disgusting. Um, I, I wrote that the poor daughter had those Coke bottle glasses. I oh, thought yeah. the eyeglasses. I was like, oh, man, the 80s. They were not kind of you if you had bad vision. Well, you know, and that's the thing. You you know, people call it four eyes, stuff like that. You don't really hear that anymore because glasses are so well made now. You don't. You yeah. Know, you don't like, people don't look fucking nuts. Yeah. They don't look like they have magnifying glasses on their eyeballs anymore. <laughs> and their eyes are like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, yeah, the 80s was wild, man, because. The doctor tells his wife, she just talks about like her horrific like childhood and like having to care, like, you know, be there for her older sister that was all fucking deformed and shit. And then the yeah. husband's just like, I'm gonna get you a value. She's like, You know what that does to me? He's like, It's okay. I'm gonna get it for no, you. No, 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 no. He says, You know I don't take anything. Tonight you do. Tonight you do. <laughs> He's oh. just like, not a question. I'm giving you drugs and you're going to sleep. All right. I know for this, I'm gonna go to hell. I know it's it's not gonna go no. well. It's not gonna go well at all. But I did write down the daughter looked like white blue ivy. <laughs> she looked blue ivy. She was a white face. It was not good. It was not good. The thoughts and views. <laughs> Beehive, don't come after me. Come after yeah, come Brandon. after Justin. Uh, Frodo oh. underscore. No, no, come after Justin or Eddie Collins, not Brandon Collins. <laughs> uh, I, I did that line. Sometimes death is better. Is so fucking unsettling. What's that? 
when uh, oh the, yeah, when yeah, Judd yeah, said yeah, de- yeah. sometimes death is selling and is better. Death is better. And then he told that story that Bateman nigga. That shit was so creepy. And then he was holding the dad down when they clearly were good. It didn't. They didn't have to burn down that house. They could have just shot the zombie nigga. But they burned yeah. down the house. And then the son, the dead son, just keeps his dad in there. He's like, "Dad, don't want to be alive." I'm like, "Lordy, lordy." <laughs> He's like, "Come with me." <laughs> what did uh? Yeah, that was wild. Who said you know how men are when they're alone? Who said that? Um, the, the was it the mother? I think so. That was a wild line. <laughs> yeah, you know he he probably went out and got some food or something. And it was like, wait, what kind of men were there in the eighties? <laughs> like, yeah, my my dad he'd come home late from work and he'd go to the Ponderosa <laughs> to get some. <laughs> Man, Ponderosa Steakhouse I mean, was such trash. Yeah, it was. It was. So- oh, no, that was a no. You call it a steakhouse, nigga. That was a buffet. <laughs> that yes, was a yes, trucker's yes, side yes. of the road buffet. Yeah, it was. I mean the food. Some. They had some banging shit in there. No, they, they had didn't. them sweetest meat. Yeah, no, they had the sweetest meatballs. They they hit. They hit. I remember oh. it vividly. And one time that. I went with my dad. I remember it was like, hey dad, can we go to the Ponderosa? Like, That's a special time. <laughs> I remember I had to cake that fucking steak in a one sauce to make it edible. See, you're eating steak, bro. It's called Ponderosa eat- Steakhouse. <laughs> it's not the Ponderosa. It was not the steakhouse. Yes, it is. It was called. Hold on, I- hold on. No, Ponderosa I think you're thinking of something. And Bazan- uh, yeah, and Bonanza Steakhouse. And see, all I know is, yeah, was it, it a buffet says too? The title, Ponderosa Steakhouse. Okay, and, all I know is, yo, they show they, these juicy ass steaks on their website. You fucking lying, niggas. Nigga, if you, <laughs> you go fucking, into the Ponderosa thinking that you about to eat fucking high class, that's on you. <laughs> that that that's a hundred percent on you. I went to the Ponderosa. I walked through those doors. All I saw was a bunch of divorcee dads <laughs> eating alone. And my dad's just like, or truckers, or, or truckers. Yeah. And, and it was just like, hey, this is a place that's open late. And like, I just got off of work. And my dad used to get off at like 12 at midnight. And she used to get home at like uh, 1230 at night. Yeah. And he was just like, hey, I'm hungry. Your mother's hungry, been hungry in. <laughs> Yeah, you, your mother didn't cook something or da 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 da, and I just happened to be up, and he was just like, "I'm going to the Ponderosa. You want to go?" I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> nigga, nigga barrel." <laughs> That's fucking wild, dude, man. Ponderosa State—that was a bad place. That was it. Hit it. Hit. It, it was good for what it was, but if you think it is a fucking steakhouse, yeah. that's where you're first wrong. So yeah, hold I, on. I used to go to uh it was in Ann Arbor they had um they have Outback Steakhouse and there's a place called Lone Star. Oh yeah, I've I've heard Lone Star. Those are the steakhouses. There was no like fancy steak place. That's why like even in New York, I, when I go to an expensive steakhouse, I'm like, this ain't that great. Did you go to Pootie or Looking with me for my birthday one yes. time? Yep. Did we talk about what we thought of that steak? Yeah. Like yeah, I was I, well, but the, yeah, we we went to the one in Brooklyn. Actually, well, that's you the know legendary the one, Peter. right? No, you know the uh, the original one is here in Long Island. It's out by me. Ah, yeah, interesting. Me. Okay, I mean it should still be the same yeah. meat. Yeah, but I mean, you know, yeah. if if like the flagship is here, it's always going to be better at the flagship. And, and also, once you start making it bulk, like for Manhattan, yeah, I mean for the city, yeah, it's, it's going to fall. The quality is definitely going to fall at least a little bit. 
I mean, in I, my was just, I was just very taken aback by how not good it was. And I went to another uh, steakhouse recently. They do the whole aged steak thing. I think mold mm. on steak tastes terrible. It tastes burnt, and it tastes like mold. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It doesn't taste like the meat doesn't taste better because of it. Yeah. And so also, these things I, only do salt and pepper. Like, these basic motherfuckers. Not even yeah. get salt and pepper, too. It's just, that's why they be fucking layering it with it. Not just for the crust. So I, I've been doing some, I've been doing some, like, some nice experimental shit with my steaks uh, recently. And I've been, okay. they've been changing the game up. Been changing the game up. You, one of these days, I'm going to throw a steak on for you, Brandon. I'll throw a steak on for you. But Peter Luger's, it's all about that fucking sauce. Cause that Peter Luger's sauce is fucking delicious. It is pretty good. It yeah, that's good. that's that that steak sauce is just mm, nah. okay. So let's get into the fact is that the kid gets hit hit by the car and he dies. Yes, you know we have the dad sitting in the road screaming no, as as you have a we, flipped over truck. I don't know why the truck would flip over because it killed the kid. Uh, so I'm I'm I would have to think that. That kid is not the only person that died. The truck driver had to die in that accident. Yeah. Right? Because if that guy flipped that truck, also, that truck probably went onto either theirs or Judge's uh, property. Or Judd's uh, property. Mm. So somebody's... So, like... Again. Like, yeah. This town should be fucking sued and at the very least have put up something within a day of that incident. Yes. Like, that's insane to me that they went like, back how home. How old was that kid, too? Yeah. yeah. That was bound to happen. So, again, these are two movies that fucking triggered me. Because... Oh, yeah, folks, we're pulling behind the curtain. We uh, just... Right before this, we reviewed The Exorcist Believer. Yeah, so, you know, again... Yeah, this you, movie, you piled it on with the, the dad's uh, suffering. <laughs> yeah, 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 what the fuck? <laughs> Bro... Because, you know, I live alongside, I live close to a busy road. Uh, and, like, yeah. even when we were trying, you know, looking at houses and things like that, like, we looked at a place that it was, didn't have, like, a, you know, a really good fence. It was way too open for me. And we would be on the corner of a busy road, and there was a high school up the block. Paul loved this house. I said, no. I said, absolutely not. Absolutely. He's like, why not? Such and such and such. I said, I will not live here with yeah. two young uh, little boys and you have fucking like drivers who just got their license ro- going up and down yeah. this road. I'm just like, yeah, teenagers I can't are do terrible it. drivers. Yeah, I was like, I, I won't, I'm not going to do that. It's like, I'd never sleep at night. Yeah. And like that, like, that, that little kid running, well, and also he's just running into the street. All willing, like the first thing they should have done was put up a goddamn fence. Oh, yeah, yeah. They should have done a lot of things. I mean, they cleared, They clearly had the money for it. Um, yeah. And also, that kid had mad energy. At the beginning, he's throwing all kinds of shit at people. Yeah. Like, he's pent-up energy. He's a boy, so you got to fucking get him. Or either that or get him a leash like my mom used to do with me. No wonder. You <laughs> I know she it. fucking <laughs> held me back. <laughs> you got to let me fly, woman. <laughs> so, and then there's the fact that then we cut to the funeral. And the wife's father comes up to him and oh, says, I knew wild. you were going to fucking fuck up. Why weren't you watching the kid? And punches him. And you say you're and a kid then, killer or some shit, right? Yeah. Punches him. The father, he just lost his son. And then somebody, and then he hits him back, 
which he then falls into the casket and the boys and, and like it pops open for a second so you can see the boy's hand or some shit like that the body the hand of the body and then the dad again no and then somebody grabs the dad he's just like hey what are you doing it's your kid's funeral. I was like, did you not just see this motherfucker punch me? Yep. And it seemed like he was trying to stomp him out, too. Oh, I was yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, yeah. Everybody I, was going to get fist. Exactly. I would have lost my fucking mind. I would have fucked. I mean, it was fucked up when the, the coffin fell over. I was like, Jesus Christ. Um, but, yeah, I would have fucked my, my uh, father-in-law. father-in-law up. I would have, yeah. after he got that one swing on me and called me a child killer instead of it's my fault. I mean, I definitely was negligent, but I would be, I would, I would lose a son and a father-in-law that day. There'd be yeah, bodies. Well, I was like, you want to put a body on me? I'll, <laughs> I'll put a body on me. <laughs> well, and it's also the fact that it's like, yo, uh, your wife was there too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like your wife was right there. Yeah, and there was another adult there too. Like everybody was there. Also, guess what? Your other daughter, your other uh, grandchild, saw it all happen. Uh huh. It's like, so there's trauma all over the fucking place. And also at this point, he already knows about the, the other daughter that died that they had. So they, and they were neglectful as fuck. You know, the, the wife's sister. Oh, he, yeah. He yeah, knows yeah, about yeah, that yeah. whole thing. So he's yeah. like, you are fucking p- terrible parents. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Yo, like, we, we can go to town right now. We can go family feud, nigga. Mm-hmm. But it, that's what made me think, though, that the, they kind of relied on the, the, the wife's family to kind of support them a little bit. Because it seemed like he had well, to kind of he had to eventually make nice with him. No, I mean he was a doctor. Yeah, but like it was alluded that like the the guy like you know um, her her family doesn't like him. Yeah. Stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. So yeah, they don't like him. I mean, they, they, he, but I why else would he, he need to make good with them if like they're not relying on them somewhat financially? Well, he did say that he was a bum, but it's like, all right, let's say he's a <laughs> he's doctor. A doctor. <laughs> Like, yeah, nigga, what do I have to doctor? be in 1989? So it's, just, <laughs> yeah. it's like, so I, I'm guessing if if that's if that's the case, he, it was probably one of those things where he was in med school and yada yada yada, or probably just coming out of his residency. Look at you getting the education to be to be able to save <laughs> yeah. lives and make a career, nigga. You, you ain't got ass. no money, yeah, because I'm a fucking doctor in med school. I'll be making money, you piece of shit. Yep. That's insane. It's like unless you're unless I'm killing people intentionally, I'm willing to be a doctor, which already puts me into a certain income bracket. I mean, it's yes. not the same way anymore, but back in 1989, well, no, for sure. it still is. It kind of still is the way. Well, if you can get to private practice, apparently that's where it's uh, that's where the money. No, is. doctors are are still making pretty good fucking money. They're still yeah. making good money. It's just the fact is like they gotta if work you're crazy doing, hours though. Yes. Yes. Well, that's the that's the thing. Like, you're not going to be around uh, yeah. that much. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you're. I don't know, man. That's such a high stress job. I feel like that in um, being a, a public defender. Those are like the, and obviously a teacher. Those are like the most stressful mm. jobs ever. Yeah. Well. Well. Because when somebody else's life is in your hand, yeah. it's like. Ugh. Yeah. Um. What's a loon? By the way, they they mentioned a loon. A loon is a duck. It, it, it's okay. like a duck, but they make these kind of weird howling noises. I mm. saw one when I was in Maine. It, it, it's like, uh, actually, I think that Daffy Duck is technically a loon. I mean, that makes sense. He's fucking crazy. No, no, but I think his character is actually, I think it's actually a loon, but they just call him a duck because nobody knows what a fucking loon is. Mm. Got it. 
Yeah, it, it, it's weird. It's they make these weird noises, and like when they're on the lake and shit like that, it's just yeah, it's, on it, the it's lake, weird. No, because it sounds it almost like it, like it almost sounds like a like a weird monster or some shit like that, but it's the loon. All right, before we uh, get to uh, a Patriot thought and uh, wrap up this bad boy, um, some trivia for us. So this had a budget of $11.5 million and had a box office of $89.5 million. And mm. um, I can tell this as soon as I first saw the, the character. Um, the royal role of Zelda, Rachel's terminally ill sister, was played by a man. Uh, director Mary Lambert wanted Zelda and her scenes to fry the audience but did not believe that a 13-year-old girl was scary. So she cast Andrew Hubbastek in the role to make something be off about Zelda. Yeah, you think? You literally made, <laughs> you, you made fucking Slender Man. <laughs> that shit was crazy. <laughs> crazy. Oh, God. Um, Apparently, the original cut of the movie delivered to Paramount's executives was judged to be too uh, long, so excess, excessive footage had to be removed. They also decided that the closing scene was too tame, and at their request, it was reshot to be more graphic. Oof. So they're the reason why we got the shot of the mom. That was such a haunting ending. Uh, yeah. and several seconds of gruesome footage had to be cut to avoid an X rating for the MPAA, including the scene where uh, Gage bites into the neck of Judd. Yeah, that was wild. When he slices yeah. his mouth open like the Joker, and then, and then he into his falls neck. down, he's just like, "I'm gonna eat, I'm gonna eat out your throat." I'm like, <laughs> that, that, yeah, that was wild. I that mean, was the wild. dude Judd did tell him he was like, "You put your you put something back in there, ain't gonna come in come out the way it came in." Yo, but what killed me is when Judd was just like, "Gage, Gage, I got a surprise for you," and then pulls out his knife. <laughs> he was. <laughs> he knew it was up. I mean, that's what was so stupid. Like, was the old man that dumb that he was like, he's like, I know. Oh, no. I know what you're thinking. Don't do it. If you know that this dude's contemplating digging up his, his dead inf uh, child and they're going to take him to this crazy cemetery that reanimates niggas that become like killing machines, you're going to leave that nigga's sight? Yeah. I'd be sleeping be like, right next right. to that motherfucker. He wake right. up and say, it's like, today is not the day. He's like, Justin, you promise you ain't going to do this, right? You promise? All right, I'm going to go. I'll never do it. I'm going to go back next door and have some, some cornmeal. Like, I'm going to go next door and smoke a cigarette. <laughs> it, um, it, yeah, it, it was fucking. And also, like, just, like, what other reason did he drop his family off to go back to Chicago, and I'm just gonna stay at the house for a few days to tie up some loose ends. Nigga, you ain't got no loose ends. Your <laughs> son's dead. I'm pretty sure you're on bereavement from work. And uh, yeah, get on the plane. Why are you there alone? Yeah, nothing happens when this dude's by himself. Yeah, nothing. The cat died last time, and then the, uh, obviously the son died before he left, and then everyone died the next time. Like, don't leave this nigga. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, um, some more trivia. Uh, Bear, Bruce Campbell was originally the first choice for the role of Louis, uh, Louis Creed, which I'm happy that didn't happen because I do not like Bruce Campbell. Um, yeah. Let's see. When uh, Victor Pascal is being carried into the clinic after being hit by a truck, a rabies poster with a picture of Cujo can be seen on the bulletin board by the stairs. So that's some uh, fun uh, little Easter egg. And then um, the idea for the story came about when Stephen King's daughter, Kat Smucky, was killed in a, on the highway outside their home. Smucky's name appears on the gravestone in the Pet Cemetery in both the film and the novel. 
And the story was actually inspired by uh, events experienced by Stephen King that occurred while he was living in Orenton, Maine with his family. King recalled that while living there, his daughter's cat was killed um, and that uh, a lot of uh, Ellie's emotional outburst was taken directly from his own grief-stricken daughter. Mm. Okay. I can see that. And uh, apparently other characters are similar. And Stephen King also had that cameo as the creepy-ass minister. Yes. Yeah. I was just like, that's a creepy-looking nigga, and he makes the most fucked-up stories. It all checks out. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, he got teased a lot growing up, probably. What do you mean? There's no way Stephen King wasn't teased a lot and then was like, I'm going to get you niggas back. And that's when we're all carrying. <laughs> like, there's no way. Honestly, though, I don't know. Because you remember, this is like 70s, 80s, stuff like that. He looks creepy as fuck to us now. But back in the day, creepy wasn't oh, all that. Yeah, you know? That was kind of like, you know, part to the course to look like a weirdo like that. Yeah, that's true. And he was also from Maine, and he lived in Maine, and he did a lot of his shit around in Maine. So, and you want to talk about creepy? I saw, I, I, met, a, I met a woman when I was in Maine at a gas station, and she was literally wearing a muumuu dress, and she was like 20. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, mm. <laughs> I forgot what, what book. Uh, Stephen King wrote, "Oh, it was Cu- it was Cujo, because it was cocaine. Mm. He got so high on cocaine, he just blasted it out. He forgot he wrote it. <laughs> yeah, he was just like, whoa, I, I got a hit here, <laughs> dude. That's imagine being that good of a writer that you're just like, I can be so high, I forget that I wrote this shit. Yeah, that had to and be just scary write a fuck. whole book. That had to be scary as fuck when he went sober." Think oh, about yeah, it because yeah. if you're like if you're like that talented and like but you like make some hits when you were fucked up and then you're like but this ain't good for me long term let me stop you're probably like that that first sober book probably was real tough yeah yeah because just like I don't know if I can do it without the drug it might have been The Shining actually now that I think about it which is kind of crazy but um oh boy so that's our trip I think it was Cujo. No, Cujo was the one that he did like high on cocaine. I just, I just oh, he's saying the first one without, yeah, yeah, yeah with okay, gotcha, yeah, because gotcha. um, that would make sense for Jack Torrance and stuff. But uh, yeah. we did get one Patriot thought. And remember, folks, if you sign up on Patreon at patreoncom popcorn, you're guaranteed to have your thought and review read on that upcoming episode. So we got one from Sean the Terrible who wrote, "This scared the shit out of me when I was a kid." Mm-hmm. So Justin, break down our rating system, baby. Don't call me baby. So, guys, we rate movies, bags of popcorn, small, medium, large, and the XL for the exceptional. If a film doesn't deserve any popcorn, we throw it into the dog shit pile where we pile piles and piles of dog shit on top of it. So, Brandon, we sat down and watched Pet Cemetery 1989, the original uh, a Stephen King book adapted into a film by That's Stephen right. King himself with screenplay by him and directed by Mary Lambert. Mm-hmm. Uh, what say you, sir? Yeah, this gets... um. Wait, oh shit. I just realized was the cat when the cat pops up at the end after uh the wife has disappeared and he was chewing into that flesh. Was that supposed to be from the wife? That skin? Wait, what? When the cat's chewing into the skin? Oh no, that's that's probably Judd. Never mind. It's still gross. Um this gets a medium. This gets a medium. It's, it was a solid horror film. Um very unsettling. The eighties, the late eighties, early nineties horror films, like the way that they caked on the makeup on these white people, the way they shot it was so unsettling. It's like in a similar way that Hellraiser kind of like made my skin crawl. This is mm. this similar vibe, but like for a different reason. 
Um, yeah. But I thought this was way more effective, and I thought the acting was a little bit better. Um, except for the main guy, who just, again, reminds me of Sam Worthington, who's a piece of shit. Um, but yeah, the solid medium. What about you, Justin? Okay. Um, I, I think I'm going to give it a medium as well. I mean, okay. even though, like, I mean, you, you do have to look at it and be like, this was made in 1989, so it's not going to look that great, and, you know, things like that. And it's also... You know, low budget in '89. Yeah, actually, no, this wasn't low budget because this no. was made for 11.5 million dollars. Yeah, that's box office 89.5. In '89, um, dude, that's a lot. Yeah, no, well, some movies were only making 3.5 or some shit. Yeah, because <laughs> like, I lot. remember this from when I was a kid, and it did freak me the fuck out. Like the like it all like the kid's voice uh when he was you know when he reanimated and just like that character even though it was hilarious is when it was standing up the kid was standing in the attic and it's clearly a doll and he just threw the doll (laughs) out of the guy um uh but like it was very creepy and like it's one of those movies i've always remembered even like that that song at the end i don't want to be buried in a pet cemetery i don't want to be buried again <laughs> did you not hear that no yeah like the fir- the song right out as a credit start to roll that's the song that's listen weird. to it like that has stuck in my head ever since the first time i saw this film um but like yeah it's it's a decent film but i do think like this does make like the films make me question if stephen king's a good writer because parts of these is like i'm just like is this good or or am I just saying that because he's because because some yeah. of the dialogue is not the best? Yeah, I mean he's not the best person with dialogue, but like his ideas are so fucking original. Yes. Like yeah. it doesn't for me, like sometimes it doesn't matter. Like his books are very hit or miss, but the premise <clears> is always especially the classics, even if the writing's shitty, like the, the premise alone is fucking timeless. Like or yeah. not timeless, but like it's just legend like legendary. It's just it's so creative and shit. Um Cause like there's sometimes when he hooks you and he lets you know like his books are always like this is gonna be fucked up, but there's sometimes when he's like this is gonna be the vibe of the book, like um one of my most favorite ones of his is called uh, Under the Dome, it's a thousand mm. pages, but it's so fucking creepy and unsettling, because it's about this small town that gets essentially uh, trapped in a globe, and they okay. don't know why it's like this force field thing, and how the town pretty much turns on itself, and he like he saw the the divisions and shit politically coming through like years before that shit manifested um and mm-hmm. it's it gets it gets kind of wonky in the last like 100 pages but you know he he's really good at hooking you sometimes it takes Lauren to get there he can be really long-winded sometimes i think about it it take mm-hmm. it takes a long time to get started and then it's it ramps up then it slows down again it's a really frustrating book actually yeah and it's almost a thousand pages that one too yeah. but i don't know i mean i get what you're saying though like it's it's yeah, they're not the best movies ever, like, but they're also le- like legendary in their own ways. It's ironic yes. that his most famous adaptation is the one that he hates the most, which is The Shining. Yeah. Which, I watched that the other day, man. That's a long-ass movie, but it's it works. Yeah, I don't know it, why, it, 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 but... I think it's because his slow pace in that film works yeah. even better. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's also it Jack builds Nicholson. the suspense. Well, yeah, it's a great Jack Nicholson role. Like he's fucking yeah. nuts. In that. Yeah, because Jack Nicholson looks like he kills people. <laughs> yeah, that's what Stephen King said was his biggest gripe with it, is that you can't. Jack Torrance supposed to have a slow build to be crazy. Jack Nicholson's already crazy. 
But um, folks, that's our review on Pet Cemetery 1989. Hope you all enjoyed it. You know you can follow me on Frodo Blackens on all social media platforms. You can follow the show at Medium P Podcast and all those same platforms. And be sure to go to YouTube.com slash Medium P Podcast. Push that subscribe button so you get alert about all videos and celebrity interviews that we be doing. Uh, hopefully they'll be coming back soon if the strike is resolved at some point. Um, uh, Justin, how can people support the show financially as well as follow you, sir? Well, if you want to follow me, Jay Brown did it on our socials, uh, but you can support the show, support this podcast at patreon.com slash medium popcorn. We have $2, $5 and $10 packages. That's right. You know, our entire backlog on, is on Patreon. Package. We got bonus episodes. We have uh, bonus mini shows and there's so much on there. Oh, if you cool. love this show, just go to Patreon and you're going to get so much more. That's right. Get it all up in yourself. That's right. Mm -hmm. All right, y'all. We'll talk to you soon. the films that should only be watched as a matinee we watch them so you don't have to waste your time and possibly in your life Darkness falls across the land. The midnight hour is close at hand. Candyman stalks in search of blood to terrorize y'all's neighborhood. And who fears this horrendous sound without the soul for getting down? For we all hope that they burn in hell and rot inside a corpse's shell. Talking medium pop, medium popcorn. Oh yeah. The foulest stench in the air. The funk of forty thousand bullets in despair. And grizzly ghouls with every wound. And though you fight to stay alive, your body starts to shiver. For no weak ass nigga can resist the evil of the thriller. <laughs> Niggas.